0: This is a podcast for spiritual downloads, star seeds, light workers, and authenticity. Spiritual awareness is advised. Welcome to the Eleven Eleven podcast. So glad you joined today. Let's all start by taking a deep breath in and a deep breath out. How's everybody feeling out there? It's pretty intense to say the least. So just know that wherever you find yourself, it's exactly where you need to be. Despite how challenging things may be, it's all going according to plan. So there's a huge collective purge going on right now. You might be feeling it You might be having tummy aches, you might be having dreams, you might be having different sensations going on. You might just be feeling lost or confused. And I just want you to know that you're supported here by the universe at large. And it's not just happening to you. Things are extremely intense right now. And um, if you feel like you just can't catch a break, just know that it always gets really intense right before a breakthrough. So keep going, keep pursuing, your visions, your dreams, keep going, keep going. And if you are having a really traumatic time right now, um, if you're new here, I do offer counseling at a donation-based rate. And so if you are interested in getting counseling, it's not, it's a very strong thing to do to reach out for help. I was gonna say it's not weak, but instead of focusing on what it's not, let's focus on what it is what it is, is very strong and courageous of anyone who reaches out to get help from myself or from anyone else. And to that liking as well, if you're having any dreams, I do offer dream interpretation as well. And that all can be found in the description box. Uh, the link, tree link, will take you to the counseling website. You can also email me, reach out somehow, some way. In addition to that, if you have any topic requests that you'd like to hear covered on this channel during this season, anything that you're like, man, I really want to know more about this. Um, Please let me know any topics you want to hear. I'm open to hearing topics. I'm also open to doing collaborations. So if you are wanting to have me on your podcast or other platforms that you have, I'm definitely open to that. And if you want to be a guest on my platform, I'd be totally honored to have you here. So please reach out. Let me know what topic requests you have. Let me know if you want to be featured If you want to buy some merchandise, please check out the merch link. It is also in the description in the Linktree link as well. That will take you to the merch store. You can get your merchandise. You can share these podcasts. I always encourage that. I'm totally honored for how this channel has grown. So, and if you prefer more of a visual component with this, you can check out the YouTube channel. I've been going back to my older episodes and adding a visual element as I have started recording myself as well. So you'll be able to see that and connect with that. So you can check out the YouTube channel, please subscribe, share it, hit that bell notification, do all those good things. And if you wanna leave a donation, donations are truly appreciated right now, more than ever. So if you feel the need to, or if you are able to, please leave a donation. Um, I've also listed the Cash App link so you can leave donations via Cash App if that's more uh, conducive for you. Um, If you are also looking for um, music lessons, I also do provide music lessons and songwriting and production and instrumental music as well. If you're looking to buy instrumental music for your upcoming project, that's all available in the music link as well. Um, And it is the holiday season, so if you are looking for, if you celebrate the upcoming holiday being christmas if you are looking for a gift and you're maybe running out of gift ideas i have the perfect gift for you check out the christmas time ep by the artist known as mary j juana um for those who don't know as an artist i go by mary j juana and you can find the link for that as well you can purchase that on itunes you can also stream it download it wherever you listen to any of your music platforms and with the theme of music as i'm talking about that um I mentioned before that, you know, the artist, Mary J. Juana, every time as I would perform as my alias, something would happen. And I just said, you know what? I'm going to shut this down for the time being. But that doesn't mean I stop performing. That doesn't mean that. That just means as that alias. And with those songs I have under that, um, I'm not performing. However, I have been doing solo acts since then. So Some of you are familiar with the fact that I used to be in a band uh, called The Good Vibes Band, called Good Vibes really, but you can call it The Good Vibes Band as people do, Good Vibes Band. And um, the link for my music um, is also there as well, it'll take you to my music link tree as well, you can check out the former videos from that time as well. But um, the previous episode that I did prior to this one was called Solo Dolo, and it's really about finding yourself and loving yourself and realizing that we are more capable than we may realize and finding who we truly are. And we can't necessarily find that in the midst of the crowd. We find who we are when we're on our own. You know, if you've checked out the Ascended Masters series, you'll learn that most of the Ascended Masters, including the one that I connect to the most, which is Jesus, all of them had a time of testing where they were on their own. And that's when you really find your strength. So I think about Buddha and being tested when he was sitting under the the tree, the, the tree that he sat under where he had his enlightenment. He was tested, so severely tested before that happened. Same for my ascended master. He was tested when he went into the wilderness for 40 days, 40 nights, he was tested, tempted, everything. So it is challenging to be on your own, but you really find the um, resilience that you have and you realize how capable you are when you can do things on your own. So with that, with all that being said, the point of that is because I had a performance uh, the previous night. I'm actually still trying to recover from that. I'm still feeling, feeling the buzz, feeling the vibe, feeling the height of all that. And I'm still just feeling very high from all that not even because of any substances per se, but because of just all the energy. And um, I had a great time, shout out to Binks. I was able to perform a solo act uh, with them. And it was actually my first time playing and singing using the guitar. Now I usually, I've, I've done other shows where I've played the piano and I've, you know, maybe sung some of my originals as well, but this was the first time that I actually played the guitar used a looper, which I've never done, you know, and sung some originals and um, covers as well. So all I can say is I'm truly grateful that I was able to do that. I'm truly grateful, despite everything else <laughs> happening in my world, that I continue to to do that commitment, because it was getting really challenging, like whoo I don't even know what's about to happen, but I said I'm going to do it, so that's what's going to happen. And so... <laughs> truly grateful for that. And if you haven't checked out that episode, you can check out the former episode about that as well. So if you are also interested in joining this empire that I'm creating, I'm creating an empire to really help this next level of where we're going, help usher in the new earth, help usher in this new vibration, this new atmosphere that we're going into. And there's a lot of energies that Don't want this newness to happen, but guess what, it's still gonna happen. So right now there's a lot of things breaking down. The old is breaking down. The old is clinging on for dear life to not let go, to get out of that comfort zone. But let me just reassure you that outside of the comfort zone is where most growth is gonna happen. So I know it can be scary, I know it can be challenging, but trust me, you are not alone on this path. There are others besides myself that will help as well. But if you are wanting to join the team, join the empire that I'm building one way or another from the ground up, you can join myself. You can join myself and Sada, who is also a part of the empire. Please reach out to her. Get your Reiki healing, your Cardinal healing as well. I'm truly honored to have anyone that wants to be a part of this empire. And basically, if you have any talents, gifts, spirituality, or otherwise that you want to contribute if you want to be an admin, we definitely need that. If you want to be um, just um, a coordinator, or a healer, a Reiki healer, tarot reader, etc., etc., nutritionalist, any of those things that are for building an empire towards love and light and healing, then by all means, feel free to reach out. Let me know what you want to do, and if there's something I haven't listed, by all means, whatever it is, it's totally welcome here. So, I appreciate all that. Know that the times may be intense right now, but know that it's intense for a reason. These things have to come up to the surface. They have to bubble up to the surface for us to clear them and for us to move forward. And with moving forward, we have to be able to have that awareness. And so, the topic for today is all about the root of all evil. And uh, before I get into that, going to have a little intermission, so have some momentary uh, serenade for you here in a moment because we're going to talk about what is the root of all evil, what it is and what it's not. I'll give you a hint. The root of all evil is not money, and that's all I'm going to say for now, so please stay tuned. Um, Stay tuned for this intermission and stay tuned for the rest of this message, Um, so go ahead and get your beverages. Take a break.
1: weed sex and money Sex and money weed sex and money I spark it, you drop it, we roll. Sex and be out of control. I spark it, you drop in them clothes, Sex and be out of control. Sex and money, weed, sex and money. Sex Sex and money, weed, sex and money. I spark it, you drop it, we roll. Sex and be out of control. I spark it, you drop in them clothes, sex and be out of control. weed sex and money Sex and money weed sex and money I spark it you drop it we roll Sex and be out of control I spark it you drop in them new clothes Sex and be out of control Sex and money weed sex and money Sex and money weed Sex and money I spark it you drop it we roll Sex and be out of control I spark it you drop in them new clothes Sex and be out of control
0: Thank you all for continuing to be here. That is so important that you choose to be here. So thank you all. That intermission right there was, um, as you probably heard, sex, money, and weed. And that is just an interlude or an instrumental, incomplete, just a hook. But if you are interested in collaborating on that, the link for that is also in the description. If you'd like to purchase that single instrumental, you can also do that as well. Please reach out to my agent k21music at gmail.com if you want to hear more about that. Keeping the ball going because we've all been programmed to believe a certain thing that the root of all evil is money. Well, I'm here to shed a little light on that and give my opinion on that. Now, remember, this is solely my opinion. So if it resonates, please let it resonate. If it doesn't, you don't have to make it resonate either. So um, the root of all evil is not money. However, money can be a byproduct to the root of that evil. So I'm going to explain this as best as I know how. But this has always been my opinion on it. So first, before we can even understand what actually is the root of all evil, money is simply a branch off of that root, off of that tree. It's not the root itself. So where did we get this concept that money was the root of all evil? Well, as most things that have been misinterpreted it comes from sacred texts. So there's a passage, um, I'm not going to necessarily read it to you, but I will list it if you want to read it for yourself. There's two passages that come to mind from sacred texts that um, choose to operate with this mindset. So I will say an insert from from one of them. One verse from sacred text says, the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from their faith and pierced themselves with many grievances grievances, It should say, let's be correct here, (laughs) grammatically correct. So um, that passage is stating that money is the root of all kinds of evil. It's not the root of evil itself, but all kinds of evil. But now why would we have that impression that money is the root of that evil? How can that be true? How, how is it possible that money is the root of all evil? What is money? Money, for one, is energy. Money, for two, is man-made energy. We give power and value to money. Money is merely paper with deceased people on it. I can't even say dead presidents because Benjamin Franklin was not necessarily a president. However, we give power to these things. So it's really us. It's based on us. I'm going to let you in on something. A positive person with money doesn't necessarily become corrupt. Someone who has a pure heart doesn't necessarily become corrupt automatically. So therefore, that logic that money is the root of all evil doesn't line up, in my opinion. So if you're a positive person, you're going to have positive intentions with that money. You're going to use it to help the community. You're going to have the mindset and understanding that with great power comes great responsibility. Shout out the Spider-Man. However, a negative person with money will potentially use it and abuse it against others. They will hoard it. They will use it for themselves. They will bind people with it. A negative person with money will use it negatively. They have that mindset and attract this in their experience that more money equals more problems. So they drag people to court over money. They cause pain for themselves and for others over money. But again, it's based on the person. It's not based on the entity. The money itself is based on the person. How does this person choose to use this money? So then when you see people who are good-hearted they're so kind they're so nice but they get corrupt when they get money what's happens what happens there my opinion is that they were already corrupt there I should put it this way they already had the seed of corruption within them it just wasn't being watered yet so um I mentioned this movie I believe on a few episodes ago, I mentioned the movie, one of my martial art favorite movies being Tai Chi. I think I had misquoted it, Tai Chi Warriors. It's actually called Twin Warriors in the American version, but the original version is called Tai Chi Master. Now, if you haven't seen that, you might want to just pause or skip this part if you plan on seeing it. I'm not trying to spoil it, but using one of the characters as an example. One of the characters on the on the show... Um, One second, one of the characters, one of the characters on this movie, there are two people, one would be represented by a positive energy, the other by a more negative controlling energy, and so we meet these two as children, and they become best friends, and etc., etc., I don't even know if they are best friends, but I'm going to say that. But they grow up together. And one of them, from the time we see this character, he's already more consumed with power. He's irritated that he has to call someone who's younger than him his senior. And he's already like, I'm not going to call you that. You call me senior and I'll call you junior behind closed doors. And the pure hearted one is just like, okay, yeah, sure. Let's do that. And... What happens later on in the movie is they become more of who they already were. So the one who was consumed with power and appearance and wealth, etc. becomes more corrupt. He goes down a very different path than his friend does. He goes down the path of corruption. He becomes very corrupt by the money, so much so that he will betray his friends. He kills his loved ones. He does anything he can He even kills the person who gives him the power. So he became so consumed with that and so corrupt by that power. But the thing is, he already had that seed of corruption within him. So again, when we think about what is the root of all evil, I think it's too too minor to say that money is the root of it. Money is a byproduct. Money can be a branch off the tree, Of evil, sure. But to say that it is the root cause of it, I think that's missing it. Now there's another sacred text given by my Ascended Master that says, no one can serve two masters. You will either love God or love money. Now, I'm going to challenge that because I disagree with that. I'm not going to say I disagree. Here's my interpretation of it. My interpretation of what is truly meant by that, because I agree, you cannot serve two things. As it continues to say, you will love one thing and despise the other. So my understanding of it, the way I choose to interpret it, is you cannot live within your ego and live within your soul as well. Now, understanding that we need our ego just as much as we need money and resources so it's not to say the ego is bad and wrong but it's to say who's running the show here is money running the show is your ego running the show or do we have the proper places where they belong the ego is our protector so we should befriend the ego the ego will keep us safe the ego is there to help guide us but it's not there to consume us similar to our emotions they're there as a compass But if we start making decisions based off of solely our emotions, we're missing it. Same thing with this. If we're making decisions based off of strictly black and white, money is evil, therefore I must rid myself of it and live in poverty to be pure and cleansed, we're still missing it. So people can take these verses and these sacred texts to the extremities, and that is truly more evil than the evilness itself. (laughs) So let me try to break this down, in my opinion, what it means. Money is a byproduct that can lead to evil and can corrupt. But it's not in and itself something that corrupts. So giving another movie example. Are you familiar with the movie The Lord of the Rings? If you've ever seen that movie, and if you haven't seen that movie, I'd recommend seeing that. And if you have seen it, I'd recommend watching it again. Watching it again with new eyes, because... The Lord of the Rings is about withstanding those evils, those temptations. Now, the ring itself was, we can call that the root of all evil. And it took a whole army to destroy it, basically. But there was one person who was chosen to carry that ring, and that person was Frodo. Now, Frodo was pure enough to carry the ring, but it doesn't mean he wasn't tempted Doesn't mean he wasn't almost corrupted. Doesn't mean he didn't have to fight to stay within himself to do that. But it does mean that it is based on who has that power. Because there were other people who had that potential to have that power and who would have been corrupted. But Frodo was the one who wouldn't be, even though he would have those similar testings. So that again goes back to show it's not about the source itself. It's about how we use that source, how we entertain that source, how we engage that source. So maybe the root of all evil is ourselves. It's ourselves. (laughs) But no, I'm going to explain what I believe the root of all evil is. So I'm not going to prolong it any longer. To me, the root of all evil is unresolved trauma. The root of all evil is unresolved trauma. Unresolved trauma is what leads to war, what leads to famine, what leads to mass shootings, what leads to abuse, what leads to rape, what leads to hurting others, what leads to destroying the planet, what leads to perpetuating cycles, what leads to everything, in my opinion, that is painful. When we have unresolved trauma, which we all have experienced trauma, but Specifically, unresolved trauma. Unresolved trauma is trauma that is so complex, is so painful, that we fragment ourselves. We don't have the ability to to process it and to integrate it. So unresolved trauma is trauma that has no resolution. And where there is no resolution, that energy is still there. So we might try to suffocate it, we might try to bury it, but it's still there. And if we're not aware of it, it becomes on autopilot, We do things on autopilot, we hurt people on autopilot. There's a saying that when you're traumatized, you'll bleed on people who didn't even cut you. And that's because we are not aware of it. So our unresolved trauma gets pushed into our subconscious. Therefore, where we're not making conscious choices, we're being controlled by our traumas at that point. So in my opinion, the root of all evil is unresolved trauma. And I'm gonna talk more about how to resolve that trauma in my opinion, but First, we have to understand what causes unresolved trauma and what that can lead to. So as I've mentioned, everyone walking this planet has experienced trauma to one degree or another. We all have experienced trauma. Being born is a trauma. Experiencing separation is a trauma. Anything that is not out of love is a trauma. And so when we experience trauma, what happens is we go into survival mode. And when we have unresolved trauma, energetically and spiritually, what happens is it leaves gaps and spaces. It creates a void and emptiness within our being. And when we have unresolved trauma, it gives rise to entities, demonic energies, possessions, spirits, anything that wants to consume that space. Now it can be benevolent energy as well, but oftentimes it is detrimental energy because it is A match, a vibrational match to the trauma. So if you've experienced trauma, especially complex trauma, there is a gap within your timelines. There's a gap within your energy. There's a gap within your aura. And oftentimes that gaps get filled, that void gets filled with other things that are just as, uh, just as, I'll say not demonic, but just as detrimental. So that gap can be filled with drugs, alcohol, women, creed, War, I say creed, you know I meant greed. It can be filled with all these different things. Perhaps creed too, shoot. (laughs) It can be filled with all these different things. And so when we have unresolved trauma in our system, we are a vibrational match for other unresolved trauma. We are in survival mindset. So we can't see things clearly when when our gaze is tainted with trauma. So trauma will naturally... um, cross our wires in our system. So our nervous system, the wires get crossed. When the wires get crossed in our nervous system, things that are safe for us will actually feel unsafe. And things that are unsafe will actually feel safe. And that's because of, again, that ego mindset is going towards what is familiar. And at that point, trauma is most familiar. So we'll attract partners, situations, experiences that feel familiar to pain. So I mentioned this, I believe, in the Wounded Warrior, the Wounded Healer episode. If we grew up in an environment, for example, where the only way we felt love was in chaos, then anything that feels ordered is going to feel like a threat, and we're going to push against that. If we grew up in an environment where control was the dominant thing, we were always controlled, we felt like love was control, then freedom is going to feel like a threat, Um. If we grew up, another example, if we grew up in a place where judgment felt like love, we were judged and criticized for who we were, and we learned to judge and criticize others, then acceptance of ourself and of others is going to feel like a threat. So we're going to gravitate to experiences that feel like love, whether it is love or isn't love. We're going to have attachments to that. Now, when we have attachments, we are actually giving away our power. There's a fine difference between attachment and connection. When we're in trauma, we have a hard time discerning the difference because our wires are crossed. So usually, someone who is operating from their spirit or not operating out of trauma can rely on their gut instincts. They can rely on their compass of their emotions. But when we've experienced so much trauma that we haven't processed, it becomes clouded. Our guidance system, our our true north is now our true south. (laughs) And we have no understanding of that. And we have these blind spots. One way to help that is getting therapy, getting counseling, having outside perspectives to help you. And I would refer a counselor instead of a friend or a family member, because usually those family members are the ones who installed those traumas within you. So they know exactly what buttons to push and they may or may not be manipulating the situation in their favor. And same with your friends. Usually our friends are a vibrational match to where we are and to who we are at that time. So a friend may think they have our best interest in heart, but they have their own shadow as well. And if they're not diligently looking at that, they might not be the best source of comfort for us either. And a friend knows us based on who we've been, based on where we are, and based on what they believe is possible for us. So... I wouldn't necessarily recommend talking to your friends. Of course, we need friends. It's awesome to have friends that you can talk to. But if you're trying to resolve your trauma, I'd recommend getting actual professional help, such as a counselor, a therapist, a life coach, etc. Because a professional has no bias. They're not in it for anything. They have no ulterior motive than to help you. And they have no uh, personal experience with you. So they're not basing it off of what they know of you and um, they can provide a one-dimensional healing process. So they're not going to be like, well, I told you, you told me your problem, so I should be able to tell you mine. It's not going to be none of that pettiness. It's going to be someone who truly has their best interest for you. Of course, granted, you find a good counselor that resonates with you, but finding professional help to help unpack this. you know, And there's so many layers to get through of why people don't reach out for help. And Everyone is on their own journey. So wherever you are, there's no problem with that. But I would just encourage getting professional help to help unravel those uh, deep-seated beliefs and those deep-seated unresolved traumas. This is not something that you can necessarily do on your own. There's, You can do it as much as you can, but again, those blind spots will still be there. So yes, meditation will help. Yes, energy clearing will help. But also getting assistance from other professionals, past life regression, whatever it is for you, acupuncture, I don't know, do whatever it is that may help you unlock some of those traumas because trauma is stored in the body, is stored in the subconscious, and is stored deeply at our soul. So there's a reason why trauma and karma have similar connotations to it because karma is uh, really when we find ourselves in repeat situations, it's because we have karma. We have lessons that we haven't learned. Karma is simply saying for every action, there's a reaction. For every choice, there's a consequence for that choice. And we have to live and breathe with those consequences and those choices. But everything sends out a ripple effect. So if we have past life karma that we've carried, or we have karma from this life that we've carried, we have to settle that first. Simply, just as much as we have to with our trauma, we have to resolve that. And trauma and karma go on cycles. They continue to repeat. It's like a a loop. It's like putting a song on repeat. It continues to repeat and repeat and repeat until you recognize what's happening. So most people who are traumatized, either intentionally or unintentionally, will traumatize others around them. I've definitely been guilty of it hurting those that we love, wounding the good and protecting the bad. That is what trauma does. That is what karma does. And it creates a cycle, a very vicious cycle that continues until someone is aware enough to say, I don't want to continue this. I don't want to repeat this pattern. I don't want to hurt anybody else through my own hurts. And the very troubling comments and statement and phrase as hurt people hurt other people. So that's why It's important when people are getting out of a a relationship, for example, to take that time to heal before entering another relationship, especially if you were in a narcissistic or codependent relationship. You might villainize that person, but you don't realize you were just as toxic in it as well. So you have to take that time to heal and to recognize your own shadows and the the other ways that you contributed to toxicity and dysfunctional within that system. So I'm going to give an example of how complex trauma and unresolved trauma is truly the root of all evil. So if you are familiar with the U.S. history and um, you're aware of the Holocaust, I guess I shouldn't even say U.S. history. You learn it in U.S. history, but technically it's German history. If you're familiar with the Holocaust, then you've probably heard of a name called Hitler. You're probably familiar with somebody named Hitler. So when we look at it at face value, Hitler, just toxic, right? Just this tyrant who, you know, murders 11 million Jews and 11 million people out of his own self-hatred. And he should be condemned and et cetera, et cetera. First of all, I don't believe anyone is evil. No one is purely born evil. We become evil. We have we all have that potential to become evil, myself included, right? Nobody is exempt. It's all about what choices we make. So when you understand Hitler, you understand his story. Hitler, such a such a tormented soul. He suffered so much loss, so much grief from so many people dying in his youth from his mother, to his sister, to other people around him. He suffered so much unresolved grief that he had this gaping hole within him of suffering and pain. Then his, his paternal, his father figure was very critical, criticized him, didn't understand him, didn't see him, didn't love him. He wasn't loved properly at all. And then to add insult to injury, He was rejected from school. He already struggled with school, but he also was rejected from art school, not once, but twice. You know, that type of rejection is is detrimental, to say the least. He grew up in poverty. He grew up with lack. He grew up with a fear-based mindset and so many other things. He wasn't seen or appreciated for who he was. He wasn't encouraged. He wasn't um, accepted. So, all of that turned into self hate. He turned into a self loathing person who couldn't accept himself. So, he hurt all the people who represented him. He hurt all the people who actually were indeed like him. And nobody took the time to understand him. How different his life would have been had somebody gave him a chance. How somebody, if somebody would understand him, if somebody were to actually truly love him. Now, of course, other people's love will never replace the love that you have to have for yourself because if you don't love yourself you won't even be able to recognize someone else loving you not necessarily not off the gate you know and you're more than likely hurt the persons or the people that do love you if you don't love yourself because you don't feel either worthy of receiving it or deserving of it so my point in that is that he had a very unfortunate upbringing he had a very very toxic and dysfunctional environment he grew up in Fear was his baseline for love. So he probably thought he was doing the right thing. But doesn't change the fact that his actions were evil. But to say he himself was evil, I think would be again missing it. The root of all evil was unresolved trauma. He didn't get help necessarily. And if he did, he probably was rejected or turned away. And when you look at these mass school shooters, they don't need to be in prison. They need help. They don't need to be imprisoned. And I know if you've been affected by that, it's not to say they don't deserve what's going to come to them. But guess what? Karma is going to always repay people back more than any human could repay them. So locking someone away, in my opinion, is not the answer. The answer is rehabilitating them. The answer is helping them get what they need. The answer is, in my opinion, is always going to be love. I know that sounds real... Whatever, but that's that's what I truly believe. Then you look at another serial killer, another psychopath, such as Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy, on the surface, if you've seen any documentaries on him, I've watched a few. On the surface, he seems like he would be the most charismatic, charming person that he presented himself to be. He grew up with, you know, the perfect family, and this seems so... Nobody could understand why did he become how he did because he had a two-parent household or whatever. He had the white picket fence, etc, etc. So what's his deal? Again, the root of all evil is unresolved trauma. So I watched a documentary of Ted Bundy and in that documentary they said after they convicted him of all the gruesome murders he did and all the sick things he did once they convicted him of that, they went to interview his mother. They went to tell the police officers, went to tell his mother of this. And his mother, her response illuminated everything for me that I needed to know. His mother got sad for a moment and then got up and said, who would like some pie? Would anybody want some pie? And that showed me for someone like Ted Bundy, on the surface, it seemed like he should Be quote unquote normal. But his unresolved trauma, he grew up in a household of denial. He grew up in a household of image. He grew up in a household of we don't talk about that. He grew up in a household of you can't be angry. So he had all this rage pent up because he couldn't be himself. He wasn't seen. He wasn't validated. He couldn't talk to anybody. He had to go into an illusion in order to exist. So for him, Growing up in a reality where denial was love, the trauma, the thing that he would have to face would be to shatter all those illusions. So for him, denial felt like love, and the threat would be reality. He couldn't face the reality of himself that he was creating all these murders. You can see it when you look at him. You can see it in his eyes. He had to cut off himself in order to do these things, just as anybody does to have to continually perpetuate a cycle, uh, consciously, that is, as, as he was. So my point in saying all of this is that things are not always as black and white as they seem. There's always an undercurrent of things that are happening. There's always something else going on beneath the surface that we can't see. And so... Um, There's always more to the story. And um, when we're in trauma, we're not able to understand how that trauma is affecting us. And when we have unresolved trauma, it's affecting us without us realizing it. So one way to end the cycle of abuse, to not continually pass on the trauma, You know, to not have that mindset of misery loves company. That's what people who unfortunately operate on autopilot will unconsciously do. They're not bad people. They're just not aware. So the first step, in my opinion, to how to resolve unresolved trauma is to have awareness. If you're not aware of something, you can't change it. It's not really possible. So you have to first become aware Now, becoming aware of things you're not aware of is going to be very painful. And depending on what coping mechanisms you grew up with, you might be defensive, you might go into denial, you might escape, you might avoid, etc. But staying with it is going to be key. Staying with that pain and not running from it, not denying it, not hiding it, not pushing it away, but allowing it to teach you something. Allowing it to show you something as ugly as it may be to see having that awareness having that awareness to say either a i've done this or b this has been done to me or c i i can see it how i'm doing this having that awareness is going to be the bravest thing and then after that awareness comes later on down the line the action steps to break the cycles cuz believe it or not bonds can be broken and that's why the majority of people are in trauma bonds Trauma bonds with their relatives, trauma bonds with their friends, trauma bonds with their romantic partners, because it is too painful most of the time to break those bonds. Because then it leaves that question of what am I without this pain? What am I without operating the ways I've always operated? Who would I be? Right? And we might have that mindset of I can't be anything else. This is how it is. This is what I got to do. But when we have that awareness, we can make choices from that awareness. There's no right or wrong choice. We can say, this is who I am and I'm fine with it. Or we can say, I'm aware that this is how I was and I choose not to be this way. Um, so we have to have that awareness. And doing shadow work will help illuminate that awareness. Remember, shadow work does not mean bad or evil. It means understanding the things that we've repressed and suppressed. So there is light within the shadow um, and if you want to hear more about that, I did an episode called The Shadow Self. That'll be listed in the recommendations. That'll be listed as well. Um, other tools about that, such as the Dark Knight of the Soul episode. Um, and so once we have that awareness, we can learn to do shadow work. But before we even get to that, I would say having the awareness, that's key. That's That's step number one. That's the first button on the shirt, have awareness. The next button would be to be honest, I mean brutally honest with yourself, to say, you know what, I like being manipulative and I'm not going to stop this, or I like being strategic and I'm not going to stop this, or I know that I use this as a coping mechanism, but I want to be honest with myself and say, how have I done this? How has this been detrimental to myself and others? Again, no right or wrong. Those are just examples. It's going to be different for each and every person who really wants to honestly look at themselves, but remember, being honest with yourself is not going to hurt anybody else. So it's best to speak honestly to yourself, to be real with yourself. You don't have to worry about, well, this person wouldn't like this or that I shouldn't feel that way. Who's to say that? However you feel is completely all right, and that's how you feel. So be honest and real with yourself first and foremost. The next thing that'll help will be inner child healing. So Doing some research, getting on your best friend Google, looking up some inner child healing articles, references, people, places, things, what have you. Finding inner child healing, because all of this stems from childhood. Just as I mentioned with Hitler and the other person, those things stem from childhood. So finding that inner child healing is going to help. Nobody gets through childhood without some type of wounding. And it's through that, usually, that we have that unresolved trauma. So in order to resolve that trauma, we have to be aware of it. Then we have to start the process of integrating it, which means accepting it. doesn't mean we don't see, okay, that was not the best thing to do. We have acceptance for it, meaning we don't tolerate ourselves. We're not like trying to force ourselves to be better or different. We accept ourselves because we know that that's not truly who we are. That's our unevolved state. That's not who we truly are. And then we go and find who we truly are and we love that even more. So then having honesty, awareness, inner child healing, a shadow work healing, therapy, counseling, and most importantly, forgiveness. Forgiveness for ourselves first and foremost, and then forgiveness for those who perpetuated the cycle or ways we've perpetuated the cycle. And so those have been things that have helped me on my journey. Now, The previous episode, the solo dolo episode, I mentioned there are three questions I asked myself. I could not not think of those questions because I don't consciously ask them in a logical way, but I know that I asked them to myself energetically. And so I actually remember verbatim what those questions are. So these are a couple questions that I might ask myself um, whenever I'm hurt, whenever something triggers me. Whenever something happens that is purging these energies and these unresolved traumas, I'll ask myself these questions. First question I'll ask myself, in what ways am I doing this to myself? So um, in what ways am I doing the same thing that someone else is doing? Is there a part of me that's doing that to myself? The next question I'll ask is, in what ways have I done this to others? So what ways have I hurt others? What ways have I done the very thing that I don't like being done to me, to others? And then lastly, I'll ask, when was the first time this was done to me? Which again, will usually result back to a former time such as childhood. So using example, you know, I want to give a shout out to, before I give this example, shout out to all the creative content people out there who are making YouTube videos, who are putting themselves out there on these platforms. Because when we put ourselves out here, we open ourselves up to all types of scrutiny, all types of judgment, all types of criticism, and we have to hold ourselves accountable for one and also with integrity to know that it doesn't matter who agrees with us, it doesn't matter who disagrees with us, it doesn't matter who hate and who not, because this is necessary, necessary for us. This is what we feel, at least for my opinion, for myself. I'd be doing this regardless. And that's why I'm still here, because it's not based on external factors. It's based on what makes me have joy and makes me feel empowered to do. And so I say that because when we might have someone judging us or being mean to us, hurting us, hating on us, using the example of if someone's judging me, I'll ask myself, what part of myself judges myself? What part of me judges me? And so, for example after I do these recordings, I can judge myself for overthinking. I can judge myself for th- realizing, oh, I wish I would have said that. Or I wish I didn't say that. Or dang, did I say that? <laughs> and usually, I can be very critical of myself. And then I'll go back, even like my performance, watch myself perform or hear these episodes. That's why I typically don't even listen to the episodes because I don't allow my I don't want to even allow myself to be critical of myself. I'm just like, look, I put it out there. It's whatever It's out there now. <laughs> But when I go back and hear these episodes, especially as I'm uploading them to do videos, I'll go, oh, I was really harsh on myself. Like, I need to forgive myself for that because I was thinking I didn't say something and I did. Or I was thinking it came out this way and it actually didn't. So I'll judge myself or I've I've worked to learn to judge myself less for my overthinking, for my indecision, for my mistakes, et cetera, et cetera. And then same concept, asking myself the next question is how have I judged others in the same ways or similar ways that I'm being judged? And, you know, there's a host of ways I can judge others. There's a host of things I can do. And so what helps me is being able to put myself in their shoes, being able to have empathy, being able to have compassion and being able to um, understand how challenging it is, how brave it is, focusing on the quality, qualities I like about whatever I'm judging instead of the qualities I dislike. So again, that goes into the law of attraction. When you focus on what you want and not what you don't want, you're going to get more of what you want. So um, then the final question, just asking, you know, and even even to the point of how I judge others, understanding where that really comes from for me is a way to help alleviate the criticism I place on myself. So really diving deep into why, not even why. I switched the question from why, because why can be a very critical question to ask. So whenever I'm doing something, I'm trying to find the root cause of something, I won't ask myself why. I'll ask how come. How come I did that? How come I operate this way? And I'll usually get a different answer than just saying why. Why did you say that? Why did you do that? Why you got to be that way? Well, maybe because I am. So let's just understand why (laughs) without asking. (laughs) So the last question being, when was the first time this was done to me? Again, for myself, it goes back to childhood. I grew up in an environment where judgment and criticism was like the norm. That was the love language, you know, that was used as a motivational exercise. You know, that was the religious mindset that I grew up in that I no longer adopt, so, it's like there was this mindset of if I'm not being judgmental, then I'm not being loving. And if I'm not being judged by others, then they don't really love me. And so, understanding these core beliefs and how to change them, how to understand them, is going to be key as far as manifesting, as far as resolving our traumas, and as far as seeing ourselves clearly. We don't see ourselves clearly. That's why we need other people. Every person is a mirror. And I'm going to give this last illustration that I had a couple weeks ago, this download I got. Um, This download I got a couple weeks ago was, again, another martial art movie, um, Enter the Dragon with Bruce Lee. If you're not familiar with that, please check that out. If you are, perhaps you'll recognize the scene that I'm going to illustrate. But there's a scene where Bruce Lee is fighting the master, whomever, he's fighting the, the villain. And he's in a room with mirrors. And these all these mirrors, which, you know, represent illusions, but there's all these mirrors and the master is hiding behind one of them waiting to strike. And he has to figure out which mirror it is and he's getting attacked from every which way. He doesn't know where these attacks are going to come from. But what I saw in my vision was myself in the same room with all these mirrors, but the mirrors represented people in my soul tribe. They can see things that I can't see within myself. And I could see myself through their eyes. It was a very, very liberating experience I had. I was able to tap into different soul tribe members and see myself through them and see my blind spots, see myself from a different angle, see myself from a different perspective. And I was like, whoa, you know, and it was actually like beautiful. It was kind of comical, like, whoa, I didn't know I had a a, a beauty mark there. I didn't know there was hair there. Whoa, I didn't even know that existed. It was just like, Painfully beautiful because it was showing me sides of myself I didn't know existed. And instead of, you know, when we don't like what we see in the mirror, we might break the mirror. We might punch the mirror or we might deny the mirror. That's not me in that mirror. What you mean? That's that's somebody else. That's not me. I didn't do that. But when we can really sit in that honesty and say that is you in the mirror, Love yourself. Truly love yourself. Then we can resolve and integrate all the traumas we have. So that's what I'm gonna share for now. Those are the downloads I received. Um, So again, to summarize it all, in my opinion, the root of all evil is not money. Money is a tool. Money is a needed resource. It varies on how we choose to utilize that resource. Can it corrupt us? Can it corrupt even the best person? Absolutely. But that's why you have to know who you are. And stay true to yourself and be diligent diligent to who you are (laughs) or whatever I just said. You have to be consistent and committed to your own growth and to your own healing and your own spirituality in order to not be deceived by the world at large. It does require perhaps disassociating, not from yourself, but from the path, from the tribe, detaching Yeah, detach from your attachments to find out what is true, what is real for you. But I think it's very extreme to say you have to give away all your money in order to be good. That's not going to do you any good either, because then you're still living in lack and fear. So you have to understand that it's not these things that make anything evil. It's how we use use it. It's the intention behind it. It's who we are that make or break the difference. So the root of all evil is truly our unresolved trauma. So the way to resolve that trauma, I'll leave some resources in the link below. You can check out the recommendations. Also, you can share these episodes with anyone you think may benefit from it. I'm truly grateful for you all. Please be well. Know that you're doing your best and that's all that matters. Keep doing your best, which reminds me, there was a passage in the Four Agreements. I'm not gonna read it now because I feel exhausted. But maybe on the next episode, I'll I'll read that. And um, maybe I'll I'll plug it at the end. Who knows? (laughs) Anywho, please be well. Stay safe. Love, love, love to you all. Until next time.